So welcome back to Insights at Adipec with Wood. We're here in Adipec, we're at the stand, um, and we really have got the pleasure of being joined by Ken Gilmartin, our CEO. Ken, welcome to Adipec and to the podcast booth. Colin, it's uh, great to be here. It's been a busy few days. We're on day three, um, lots going on. You've had a packed schedule. How's it been for you? How's the, the past few days? Let me first just kind of start by saying, you know, there is a, a baseball World Series going on right now. Come on then. And, um, you know, I, I am a Philadelphia Phillies fan. And Colin, who do you support? I, I believe I support the Astros, who and, are going to take it home in and, game, and game seven. How is it going right now? It's, 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 there's potential for improvement. <laughs> so it's been difficult trying to watch World Series at the four o'clock in the morning. But no, look, it's great to be here. Um, I suppose, look, the first three days have been busy. Yeah, it's been amazing. There's, uh, there's so much activity going on here. Uh, you get to meet so many great clients. You get to meet, you know, competitors. Um, huge energy about the place. I think that's the piece that you come away, right? A um, lot of people talking about energy, energy transition, a lot of excitement about what's happening, a lot of pent up kind of capex that's getting ready to explode onto the world as well. So yeah, just a real, real sense of let's get on with it and let's do it now. So, so yesterday you were part of a strategic panel, which I think in many ways summarizes a lot of what's been going on and the key messaging here at Adipec that we're hearing, you know, from all the different interactions we're having. Um, we were talking about balancing energy transition and energy security yeah. and how we do that. What's your takeaway from the panel and the, and the bigger picture conversations you've been having? You know, look, I, it kind of goes back to the opening ceremony here as well. And Dr. Sultan, he said it really well. And that has become the theme, I think, that, that in all the conversations that we've been having, which is about that whole sense of maximizing energy and minimize, you know, and really, really get after, right? Minimizing your emissions from that as well. And that's what's under, underpinning a lot of, of, of really the themes of the conversations that have been happening. So, so what you're seeing is that whole sense of energy security um, and understanding that there's a, a pragmatic sense of now energy security and making sure that we can, you know, heat our homes, keep our lights on, keep that absolutely central to what we're doing. But at the same time, as we're looking at that energy security, really looking at how do we invest at the same time in that decarbonization piece, and really looking at the carbon intensity where we go. So I think. That's very much underpinning. But what it means is, and, and the way this is now panning out, is that a lot of capital getting ready to spend. Yeah. And the conversations are all now about how we spend it and how do we accelerate that spend. Um, and with that acceleration of that spend and with a lot of capex and a lot of projects and a lot of work coming down, you know, there are question marks about the ability of the supply chain to be able to really cope with that. So I think bravery, um, being aggressive, you know, understanding that the ways that we maybe have done projects in the past is not the way forward and really looking at partnerships and different yeah. ways to execute. But but with that focus on the schedule and meeting the schedule and hitting the schedule and accelerating to that um, to that end goal, which, you know, I think is a, is a great place to be in. So you talked about being bold. I'm going to I'm going to give you the opportunity to be a little bit bold on when we're talking about collaborating and partnerships and working differently. What would your ask be if you if you were able to, you know, wave the proverbial magic wand and, and do things differently from a from a client 
supply chain perspective, what would you what would you be asking? You know, I've heard a lot when you look at kind of these mega projects and, and, and the things that are actually coming out and you look at the billions and the six billions and the ten billion dollars and all that kind of capex that needs to be spent. You know, and the general kind of consensus here is that takes a period of time, right? That takes, you know, pick a time frame. Um, and what I'd say to everybody is, look, take a step back from where we are in the energy industry and what we're talking about here and just look at the parallels. Look at other areas and other sectors where they can deploy capital of that size and that scale at a much faster pace. Mm. Now, there's a regulatory environment that you need to be careful. You need to, we can't take shortcuts. We need to make sure that the, you know, the, the ability for us to deliver and deliver safely and deliver the quality that is there. But I'd encourage everybody kind of to step back, take a look around what's best practice in the world. You know, take some of the things that are out there and let's apply those principles to what we know. Um, you know, the industry has great people, like really remarkable people. This industry has always been a forerunner and a front runner when it comes to innovation, when it comes to how you execute. And I think, you know, this is an opportunity to relook, rethink, redo some of the things that we've done before and really look at the value that we're trying to supply here in the end product. And I think if we do that, um, I think what you'll see is a paradigm shift to how things get delivered. I think that's going to be good for everybody. I, I like the analogy you used yesterday in the panel. So of course, as wood, we're, we're fully committed to energy. In fact, being here in the, in the way that we're showing up this week is, is part of our commitment to, to energy. But what we work in minerals and chemicals and in life sciences, and you, you made a great analogy with life sciences and how they've approached the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I go back to kind of a heavily regulated industry, right? So uh, pharmaceutical is, right, highly regulated. Um, we all heard about it and we all know about the COVID pandemic. Um, but for the, for the pharma industry to be able to react and to come up with a solution and to come up with a vaccine and to get that vaccine through kind of production and to have capacity to be able to build it. I have projects that I had to do that and get through a regular environment, you know. So, I mean, from discovery to, you know, the first injections in the arms was, was about a year yeah. um, on a project that would normally have taken five, six, seven years to develop. So. You know, it's it, it's possible to do that. What you need is the will in order to do it. You need the you, you need some type of impetus to do it. But I think the journey to net zero with energy security behind right in order to make protect the supplies that we have is vitally important as well. So I think there's a chance that we can actually grab that momentum and we need to take it now. Yeah, it's great. A uh, couple of peripheral things that have come up, I guess, uh, you know, the, the big debate has been energy security, energy transition. Some good stuff around circular economy. Yep. Some interesting discussions around uh, energy transition, minerals. But w yesterday we we, uh, we we took a step forward on the uh, circular economy. Great opportunity with OMV, and we announced this morning this partnership around the Rio oil. Talk to me about circular economy. Is that something else we're excited about? It would. Yeah, I mean, I look and, and again, just a fan fantastic opportunity for us, and we're delighted to be partnering with OMV. Um, because we do really think, I mean, and I would encourage everybody to kind of look at the journey that OMV been on, um, and we do like that part to play. But I think just from a general standpoint, you know, when we look where we are from wood, and you know, we talk about energy, and we talk about energy security, and we talk about energy transition, we talk about the, as you said, right, the the minerals and mineral processing piece of the, of the industry. You talk about life sciences, and then you look at chemicals. What's really interesting about all of those sectors and all of those end markets that we play, we have two things that cross cut. Uh, and two things that we've got, you know, particular expertise in. So number one is in that decarbonization mm. space. And decarbonization is linked to every single one of those end markets where we play a leading role. Decarbonization back to the goal to net zero, but also that idea of 
what are we doing and how does that become circular and looking at all the various different things that come out of it, you know, great subject matter expertise that we have and great people that can continue to, to really look at the solutions that we're, that we're having for that. The digital piece, just to go on a little yeah, bit yeah. segue as well and, and, you know, being more efficient with the data that we produce. And when I say the data that we produce, this is, the, this is the data that we produce from the design standpoint. This is data that gets produced when you're manufacturing. This is data in operations and maintenance. How and how to really go and look at that data and use that to become more efficient. That's very, very important as well for the industry. Yeah, so I think that's great. And that actually, that efficiency and that drive in the digitalization space also helps support that circular economy. So these are not small topics, right? energy security in Europe when it's going to be a cold winter, uh, energy transition, circular economy. Lots of big discussions, lots of big ambitions this week. Where do we practically go from here? What's next? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you have to paraphrase somebody who talked at a meeting earlier. We, we need to get after it now. Mm. We need to get on and really do it and do the implementation, implementation phase. You know, the, it's not about the capital. It's about the actual let's go and let's go and play and do what we do, which is, you know, as an industry, provide those solutions and continue to provide those solutions that change the world that we live in. We need to do it at pace. We need to do it at a pace that we probably haven't done it before. Uh, with that comes a certain amount of risk, but it comes the opportunity as well. We need to tell our narrative a little bit different as an industry. You know, one of the big things that we're seeing is, is attracting talent to our industry. Um, the story that we have, the ability to kind of show the position that we are taking to solve those world's biggest prob uh, problems. The ability that we have to work on the biggest and brightest and best projects that are going to help to do that. But to tell the narrative about the part that we are playing to make the planet more sustainable, a better place, but at the same time provide that security to allow everyone to grow. So we need to do a better job of attracting people in um, in order to grow the next generation and, and, and really give them the chance to, to also learn and also be part of the journey that we're on. So I think that's, that's a challenge that we have. Uh, resources, difficult, right? It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a strapped market. There's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of competition. You know, we've, we've done well, we've been, we've been able to recruit, but we need to continue to do that and, and encourage everybody out there, you know, science, technology, engineering, all of those areas are absolutely vital to, to do this. Massive careers, great potential. Um, as I keep telling people, you know, they say, you know, what, what's it like being an engineer? I said, you know, an engineer, no two days are the same. Right. When you yeah. wake up in the morning, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that ability to be flexible and if that's what you want, I think that's a really important message to kind of tell everybody as well. It's a great place to be. Ken, I'm really grateful for you joining us. Um, it's been really good to spend this week at APEC. We'll catch up with you again soon. But to everybody listening online, thanks very much for joining us for another episode of Insights at APEC. Thank, thanks, Colin. And we'll just end it with a go Phillies. Go Phillies. Okay. <laughs>